Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Countlessly, we have been sold the story that tech is the new gold. And this is not obviously true for many as the road to tech is not necessarily as smooth and straightforward as we say. Welcome to Chris Control with Midday Daniel on Africa Tech Radio. And today, we are joined by Ian Kodri, a junior software engineer. And he's going to be talking about his less than smooth journey into tech and the role of mentors in the tech journey. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Midi. How are you today? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine. So, Ian... Tell me, yeah. I want to know a little bit about your background before tech. What were you into? What were you doing before you decided to venture into the journey of tech? Before I ventured into tech, I was a tech aspirant. But at some point in time, I worked with um, an organization for, say, two years. There about more of a volunteer, kind of. And then after that, I did business. I sold ladies' fashion stores that I used to import and then sell online. So those were the things that I was doing before. Yeah, I eventually dropped everything and then followed the path. Why tech? I mean, when did you decide that it was tech or nothing? Um, it had always been tech. Thing is, I've wanted to work the journey since I was 13, 14, thereabouts. Yeah, but the facilities wearing something that I had at hand. I didn't also want to go to an Nigerian university to study it at that point in time because I was just so sure that they weren't going to give me what I wanted. So at that point in time, I always had this dream of, yeah, get out of the country, then study abroad, study what I want abroad, and then they'll be able to give me what I want. So I'll get to be exactly what I want. So going through the years, I was supposed to yeah, go to NIT because, I mean, that's one of the institutions that I really trust in Nigeria as to tech. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't afford it at the point in time, too, because uh, things were dicey at some point in life. So, yeah, I couldn't really afford going there. So I just had to explore my other talents for the time being to make a living, make use of the other things that I actually possess until I could actually get myself to a place where I can sponsor myself to learn tech. So it, it is what it had always been tech. The facilities to do it wasn't just there. I have always been this um, gadget inclined person. I pick up a I pick up a laptop. I am all over the software trying to do this thing and that thing. I'm not necessarily learning it from anywhere but I'm catching on quick. So I've known for pretty much a long time I, I really would like to work with softwares oh nice you mentioned that you you were into business well what yeah. happened with that so i was into business yeah and um at, at some point in time i think that was in 2021 or something i had to go to ghana i had to go and meet some of my brothers in ghana we had some plans to try and put in place so they asked me to come there so i went to meet them there and my business died naturally it is it it was a small business there was no one to leave it to and i was busy while i was in ghana i could not control my business from there while i was there so it died a natural death so it was 
it was one of the things that actually prompted me to really just face there because i mean i've always wanted to do something that could actually survive anywhere i don't want to be handicapped because or i left this location and then for a while i wouldn't be able to do anything or whatever i'm doing would just die i want to have something that it doesn't matter what part of the world i am in i'm going to thrive so yeah, that's the business story oh wow so tech 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 i understand you said no facilities and a lot of things that delayed your entering into tech so when exactly did you get into tech and how were you able to do that okay funny story yeah in say late 2021 i go back from ghana by 2022 i wasn't exactly doing anything i didn't exactly have anything that i was doing so i was trying to get a job a quick fix just get the job on her and I'm a man. I can't exactly rely on anybody. I live with my friend. I live we live in his auntie's home. His auntie resides in the UK, but they have a house on the island here. So we live here. We manage the house. Mm-hmm. So we are on ourselves here. Yeah? So we have to earn. So I was trying to get a job. My friend is doing better than I am. So I got a job at an hospital as a doctor assistant or something. My mom friend helped me got the job somewhere around Lausa and I was preparing for it and I, I told my friend like yeah but I have so 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 this job blah 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 I will go for the interview like sometime next week and blah blah but I'm going to get the job because it is a connect something connect, yeah. and it was like um you sure say you want one or you just want one because of say you feel like say Nami they carry stuff for us and you don't comfortable with them so it was it was like I mean maybe you just find a way maybe you just start this texting where you want to wait you always stop instead of saying maybe you go do this one again if you go do them you spend another one year two years you go with you will see the final way to get into there but i mean we just make you just chill i no complain so just chill make you find how we just do this and it got to me yeah because i'm a person of dream yeah i know exactly what i want to do i'm being delayed but i know exactly what it is that i wanted to do so as it as it talked i really just took it I just called the person that they shouldn't bother about the job. I, I had gotten another job. That was actually what I said. I said I'd gotten another job. So <laughs> I had nothing, nothing at all. I had no laptop. My laptop was bad. I had nothing. I wanted to go and repair my laptop. So I gave my friends to help me repair. They robbed him. Hataja on that bridge. So <laughs> the money the I was thinking of to repair my laptop, yeah, also left. So I had nothing, yeah. I had nothing. And I was running right into depression at that point in time in my life, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just picked up my notes on, I, I can't remember the date. I mean, I could check the date on my phone. I'll see the date. I just picked up my notes and I just wrote the things that I'm going to achieve before the month runs out. I do not know how I'm going to achieve it, but I'm going to achieve it. I was going to get the laptop. I do not know I'm going to do it, but I will get the laptop and I'll start taking my tech lessons. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start taking my programming lessons. And yeah, lo and behold, by God's grace, I, I spoke to a friend of mine. She had a laptop that she doesn't really use for the time being. Yeah. So she wasn't going to start using the laptop again until like November 2022. Like October, yeah, October, November 2022. And it was early 2022. It was May. Yeah, sometime around April, May 2022. So I collected the laptop from her. I looked for resources online at that point in time. Site also, because this, um, this, side also so they have a a is it six weeks i guess six weeks training I think four weeks and two weeks of boot camp or something yeah yeah they are those. so 
I, I saw for front end and I, I joined for front end. I want to be a full stack, but I don't want to implode. I do not want to put so much pressure on myself. So I wanted to take it step by step. So I do not get scared away. Yeah. So I went for front end and then I had little facilities still. I couldn't join live classes because of data. So I'll just get whatever it is that I get from the group, go hard at it, go again and again and again and again. And yeah, basically it was how my journey started. It was just, I tell people that I, I came into tech with nothing but my pulse and a borrowed laptop. <laughs> That's a lot still. Yeah, so it was how I worked my way into tech. Also, I I always had a mantra in my head. I mean, I see a lot of people talking about it. That like, yeah, I mean, six months after you learn, you should be blah, blah. You should be making blah, blah, Gosh, all of that. I knew I knew that if I was holding those kind of um, thoughts in my head, if after six months I'm not seeing anything, I'm going to start breaking, actually. So, I really gave myself four years, actually. I gave myself four years, like I was going to university to study something because it is a career Mm -hmm. and I have to it that much time, if not even more. And considering the fact that my materials are very, very limited, the capacity is very, very limited. So, I cannot have way too much expectation from myself. I have to be realistic with the things that I was doing. So, yeah, basically, I just really put myself into it with you and an advice from my friend. It was what tailored it properly that made me, yeah, it was how I got over the, the, the low capacity, the lack of materials and everything. That was basically how I got through it. And yeah, every time it really got better, it got better. Journey so far, how would you say it has been? Ah, God, man, journey so far. It has been. I'm trying to use professional words. It's been hard, yeah, not gonna lie. It's been very, very hard. Yeah. First of all, coming into tech, I was already losing. I was genuinely already. Yeah. I constantly have to cry over the lack of power in my area. Ouch. I constantly have to be on my feet to where my next data subscription is coming from because I do not have a job and I do not have anybody sponsoring me. The laptop that I had was borrowed for limited time. It was going to be collected in six months. I have no idea where I'm going to get mine from. It was, yeah, like basically everything was against me. The only thing that was really for me was my will. That was what I was using in concrete of these things that I was actually doing. So it was very, very hard for me, not going to lie was very very hard yeah is that i would actually not have anything to eat all day and then i'll try to not bother my friend probably he left the island to the mainland because my friend he has a clothing brand he has his own merch so whenever he wants to work he goes to the mainland he he, he, he could be on the mainland for two or three days and stuff like that so i don't really like being a bother so i mean i won't call anybody i would just be i would really just be else so it has been really hard and having to be consistent now is the is the main thing you have all of those things weighing on your mental health but you have to wake up every freaking day and put in the work and now my stack is coding coding is hard 
anyone would actually come and tell you, oh yeah, coding is not that hard, blah blah. That's that's, that's a lie. That's crap. <laughs> that coding is hard. When someone tells you coding is not hard, just yeah, maybe they know HTML and blah blah, and that is not HTML. Is a, it is a markup language. CSS is a, CSS is just a style sheet, and even that CSS that is just a style sheet, it would give even a senior developer headache. Let alone talk about programming languages like programming languages like Python, like JavaScript, and the likes. You do not have any physical teacher teaching teaching you. You have to bank on what you read. I cannot watch so much videos because I am rationing my data. So it is hard. I sit I sit at the laptop for ten hours trying to solve one or two problems, and I keep going at it because I know that. I mean, if I solve that problem, then it means that I have taken a step forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I ignore that problem, then I am not moving anywhere. I'm just right at the same place that I'm at. So I never ignore problems when I'm at it. I really just go at it. I could give it a break for 30 minutes, an hour, close my laptop and really just lie down because life not tired me. <laughs> but after that one hour, I know say I never die, so I don't get choice. Get back up. Open my laptop and go at the problem again and you have to do that like almost every day again. consistently you are working on something and you barely understand what you are working on and another thing that is against you is you do not have a mentor you do not have someone that is actually putting you through you do not have someone that is paving a path for you to follow you have no path per se that you are following you have materials scattered all around and you, you are picking from this one that one it is a whole lot to deal with so it is hard the journey so far is hard but i mean one thing that i just know for sure is if you have something that is driving you my drive is my primary passion for technology actually that's my drive my primary passion for technology so as soon as i could be at a problem and yeah it is taking me hours taking me five six hours to actually solve this one thing just one thing now as soon as i i, I get it solved i have this sense of achievement i have the sense of i love it as soon as i solve it i'm supposed to close my laptop and rest i'm not closing my laptop to rest i'm actually continuing because now i'm enjoying it i've solved the problem and then i'm going i'm going ahead that is the kind of person that i am and it is because of the passion that i had for tech if it was something like say i was forced to go and learn tailoring because say, tailoring is a big deal now i don't think that i would have that kind of consistency with it it was because of my primary passion for tech i wasn't earning anything but i knew that i could do it and i was going to do it no matter how hard it is so you have to i think one has to have a something that drives them it doesn't even have to be passion for tech it could be your passion for getting out of the trench Mm -hmm. if your passion for getting out of the trench is actually so deep and you really look at everything you look at everything around you sorry about my age factor <laughs> you do I know <laughs> it's done that to me so i mean sorry about it That's so you 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 have that passion you want to get out of the hood but mm-hmm. you do not exactly have passion for a stack but you want to use that passion that you have to get out of the hood you want to use it to really get out of the hood you can actually concentrate that passion in tech and you know always remember that there is an end goal to what you are doing mm-hmm. there is really an end goal to what you are doing so i mean the more it beats you down the more you get back up and you try it again you, you always you have to do that every i feel like everybody 
especially programmers, you have those times where you actually doubt if you can actually do this. I kid you not, you doubt if you are smart enough to actually code. Because the first six months, it really feels like magic. It feels like, I mean, sometimes jargon, sometimes it is just weird. You are coding and then you are doing everything right, but you are trying to see the result of what you are coding and it is telling you error. And it is not telling you why there is any error. And after you have spent like two hours in error, you realize that you were supposed to put comma somewhere and it was just that comma you didn't put. And that's what you have been battling for like 12 hours. So if you had a mentor, it would have been easy for you. You show them your code. They read the error. They have insight as to the possibilities of where the error is coming from. They debug it. They debug it easily. Something that you do for twelve hours could actually take a senior engineer three minutes. Mm. It is experience. You cannot buy it. They have gone through that stage. They have they have faced those problems. Mm. So it is easy for them to help you through it. But you not having one of those makes it harder. Actually, it makes it really harder to actually pivot it. Mm. But story so far, not going to lie. I mean, all of this sugar coating, blah, 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 all of that. Lie, man. It is, it, it is absolute lies. It is hard. Story so far, it is hard. It has been hard. And even to right now, I mean, I'm still a junior developer. So even to right now, it is still hard. There are a lot of things that I'm still facing that are depressing. It is pretty hard. So, yeah, permit me to speak Yoruba. Yoruba people say, If it was so simple, if it was so simple, Everybody then would be, doing it. It would be as rewarding as it is. Mm-hmm. Because everyone would be into it and then it wouldn't have that much value. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that it is hard. Before, when you started, you said a gold mine and all of that. I mean, it is it is a gold mine. But you don't really just walk on the road and see gold on the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You actually have to put the work. You have to work for it. Yes. Those are the people that actually get the reward at the end of the day. You have to work for it. So that is just the point we take. There is no Osabu Jalono Ope. You have to do the work, especially when it comes to programming. You have to do the work back to back consistently. Mm. So you mentioned something about it being like role models, mentors. Why do you feel, why do you think it is difficult to find mentors in the tech space? In my primary knowledge as a programmer, yeah. I feel like senior developers are very busy. Developers generally are busy people, especially successful developers, developers who have jobs on their hands. Mm-hmm. The first developer friend that I had, it wasn't exactly my friend, it was more of a friend of my friend. It was a back-end developer. I think he had two jobs or three. Oh, wow. He almost never uses WhatsApp. He almost never used any social media, as a matter of fact. He's mostly busy. He will tell me whenever I want to ask him something, I have to call him. And if he does not pick, I shouldn't get mad because he's mostly busy. Now, it wasn't someone that I could actually make my role model because he was a back-end developer. I was a front-end developer. Feel me? So he knows nothing really about, um, what is it called, about front-end. And he said he had friends that are front-end, but they are also really busy too. They They are juggling a lot of things together. Many of them have one, two jobs that they are juggling together and they have to juggle that together with their private lives. I mean, this is real life. Things are hard. It is stressful. Then having to pick on someone, I mean, a random person to 
mentor to be available for them when they need your help on solving this problem or that problem so sometimes extend to them financially because you know that i mean they are putting their all into learning this thing and they have nothing so i mean it will just be a kind gesture so having to bring yourself to that place you must be certain that you won't fail the person else there is you feel like there's really no point doing it because you you might not be available you might not be this so they are busy like they're really busy so getting a mentor in tech especially if the person is not your friend or say family friend the kind of networking where someone tells the person oh yeah this is my younger brother he's doing what you are doing please let me be putting him through you get now that is easy but you have none of those you are just trying to leverage the power of the internet to actually get someone i tell you it is hard and i do not think it is their fault as well it is really just it is really just not easy mm. so basically journey so far once again what do you think you would have done differently the thing is i was lucky enough to at least have to at least have a mentor yeah much more later and it gave me some pointers i was learning programming and i was doing strictly programming i was learning um javascript i was learning python too i i took an avad mit course it was python and then i was learning javascript as well javascript framework react native react i was doing those things yeah react js i was doing those things so those things are very very technical they were very very technical and when it comes to getting a job recruiters bank on your experience and your production level projects so the chances that you a poor programmer who does not have networking to be interned in maybe your friend studies company or whatever it is to work on production level projects when you send your cv you send your portfolio to a um what is it called to you put that they are telling you that i mean the the the, the projects that are on your portfolio are not production level projects they are just your dummy projects and it is not what they are looking for so i will even tell you that it's not it's not a portfolio that is hosted by netlify or all of that they, they, they literally tell you you are joking netlify is a free hosting web that helps you to host your website so you you host your website for free on there as a developer because you don't have money to pay hosting website actual hosting websites like that so you host it on netlify and netlify give you a random website name if netlify could give you rat chicken and chips that's the name of your website <laughs> so that would be when when you are asked to send your portfolio to a recruiter you are going to send them rat chicken and chips netlify so I mean they see it as a joke they do not see the struggle they do not see the work that goes into the project that you have built you build projects you, you build different kind of project but because it is not a production level project i mean production level project as far you built it for a company mm-hmm. and they are using it in real-time data for people not just something that you built for yourself you get me yeah. so it is hard for you now if you are a sponsor if you have a sponsor and you are not about the fast money you are not about you are not about survival i mean you can still go 2 3 years without a job your sponsor, sponsor you do fine then i mean this advice i'm going to give doesn't exactly apply to you but if you are on survival mode 
I would advise that because that was what that was what he advised me to do. He advised that I learned Webflow. Now Webflow is a software where you can build a website without writing codes. You can write codes, you can write custom codes, but it is mostly optional and it wouldn't even be much. Webflow, WordPress. WordPress is very, very popular. Yeah, it is very, very popular. It, it would be the largest used software that we build websites, I guess. It most definitely would. I don't think there is any other one. When it comes to e-commerce, it wouldn't require that I learn it for a year, two years before I get a job on there. So when I get a job on there and I could juggle the book, they take three, four hours out of my day to actually brush my brain up on my React knowledge or my this, what whatever, build project and all of that and use some other hours to actually do the project that I actually got from work based on the WordPress job that I actually I got. Cruise Control on Africa Tech Radio with me, Jay Daniel. And we are still talking to Ian Kodri, a junior programmer, a junior software developer, engineer. And he is telling us about what he feels that he would have changed journey so far, what he feels like he should have done differently. Ian, I'm with you. So yeah, essentially, I would have, based on my, my, my predicament here, yeah, I really would have learned the no code stacks first yeah. and try to get a job with those php and likes try to get a job with those first uh, maintain myself with those jobs or uh, with that job while i start learning the coding the coding stacks javascript and the like and at by the time i let me let me put it this way now say for instance i learned i learned um what is it called wordpress for six seven months and then i was able to land a job because I'm good at it yeah yeah i landed a job i'm working the job for like the next two years that next two years i'm juggling between working my wordpress job climbing up the ladder and also learning say javascript loki now when i want to start applying for javascript jobs i already have a portfolio for production level projects i have a professional cv where i have worked with one or two companies on production level projects so it propels my chances with the recruiter i have experience i have experience aside just coming into tech as a newbie and then i'm looking for a javascript job or something like that so it gives me like it gives me leverage the leverage that i do not have based on the fact that say i lack some networking and all of that so it gives me leverage so yeah that and also i think tech communities yeah tech communities are big deals now for me i'm a core introvert yeah i'm a core introvert and aside that i try to see a way that i can put this delicately i usually do not like people you're a people hater not exactly i'm not so much of the yeah tech community kind of person and all of that it's I, I i can't thrive within those stuffs so I just have to work extra so as to bridge that gap but it would be best if you are coming into tech and you actually try and be part of one or two communities mm. so you get tech news opportunities um you you get to throw your problem out there for some other some some other programmers or some other tech people that are that, that have worked in that in that shoes and mm. then they can provide solutions for you and all of that so yeah tech communities it is so i mean if i had to start all over again 
I will start with the no code start first. Yeah. I will really start with that first and um, try to get a job with that. And after that, then I can actually start learning my code stacks. I I think that is something that I would have done differently. I, I would have said that I would try to find a mentor, but that is not up to me. That is not up to me. Yeah. I can just try. So I mean, if you somehow have that kind of person in your corner, you have a mentor, a tech mentor in your corner, hold them there, hold them tight. Hmm. Um, what they are giving you is something that some other people out there are really, really looking for. Like really, really looking for. It's really not easy to actually get a tech mentor. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, that's all of it, I guess. Uh, and lastly, what advice would you give anybody that is, comes to me, you and says, Ian, please, I'm looking to come into tech or I'm looking to transition into tech? I won't like to be the one who dissuades you, but then I won't also like to be the one who lied to you. Most of the new institutions that are teaching things that has to do with tech are going to lie to you because they want you to buy their courses and um, yeah, they want to sell, they want to make money. They'll tell you, yeah, they'll put you through internship, yeah, you get a full-time job and all that. And most of those things aren't true. They really aren't true. If you are coming into tech, I mean, the part of tech that I think that I know so much about is the coding aspect, the programming aspect. If you are coming into it, you have to have it at the forefront of your heart that you are coming into something that is really hard. You have to accept that. When you accept it, then you are equally prepared. When you come across those difficulties, you are not backing away because so you, are, you are expecting something easy. You know that you are coming at something hard. You are coming for something hard. So when you meet something hard, you are not backing out. You are actually giving the fight because you knew before you came there. So you are doing it. So don't let anyone tell you, yeah, tech, blah, blah. It is not MMM scheme. It's not Yahoo. It is not something that you can just start making money off six months one year sometimes two years sometimes more it depends on how lucky you are it depends on how hardworking you are if you put eight hours of your day into coding you have a better reward than someone who puts three hours of their day into coding there's there's really no two ways about it honestly except that person have a mentor that is actually putting them through and you do not but if you are on the same platform and you put more time into your coding than the person puts, you have way more advantage than the person. That is just the point about, about tech. You do the work and you get the results. Mm. You put in the work and you get the results. And also, when you start applying for jobs, you are going to get a whole lot of rejection. You are going to probably be dealing with 10 to 15 rejection meals a day. Oh. And that is going to be very, very depressing. It mm-hmm. is going to be very, very depressing. And that can actually happen for the next six months. Imagine having to deal with that 10 to 15 rejection meals a day for the next six months. It is it is crazy. It is really, really crazy. It runs you right down into depression. It is hard. But you should expect it, really. If you are going into tech, those are the things that you should expect. So when you come across them, they won't make you back down. Mm-hmm. Because beyond those things... Beyond those things are the goodies. That is what the seniors are going to tell you. They all have their stories. Even the privileged ones have their stories. Mm-hmm. They have these where my my mentor, the, the last time we were talking, he was he was praising God for how it has been for him. It has been he has been in tech for like 
he has been a programmer for like six seven years thereabouts and he didn't start ripping properly until after say the fifth year wow so now i can see him he has an apartment on the island he's living large he's he's, he's pretty comfortable like really comfortable travels when he wants to and all of that so it is not it is the end goal that is what i'm looking at yeah. i also have to look at the fact that he did this thing back to back for years and didn't get anything tangible from it so you cannot back down because yeah it is hard you have to you have to know before you walk right into tech that it is hard it is really really hard whatever they are selling to you online like oh yeah it is not that hard it it's is easy get money quick that is an absolute lie it is really really hard you have to be prepped for that if you are not built for that don't bother coming into tech mm-hmm. or, or you can do the simple simpler part of tech maybe be a tech, technical writer if you're a social person be all of those things but don't try coming into the technical part of tech because it is very very hard you have to know you have to learn new things as fast as you can and take advances with time yeah this month you are learning this thing and the the next thing you are hearing is oh there is this new this thing out new and you have to learn that one too yeah. and in the next two three months there is this new thing out you have to learn that one too you have to be able to actually catch up with time mm. so you, you just have to be willing and don't let anyone tell you that because you do not know maths you cannot do tech that is a common lie it, it is not true you can deal with the maths I, I hated maths so much while i was in secondary school and i'm not good at maths at all but if i had to walk around it i'm going to walk around it there are ways that you are going to walk around it so don't let your your um, hatred for maths or your fear for maths pull you away from your passion for tech you can actually you try it's not you can try you will try mm. you are going to get along with it eventually you'll find your ways around those things so yeah i mean giving advices to people that are going into tech that's basically the bottom line it is hard whatever they're telling you that contradicts it is hard is an absolute lie thank you very much ian for joining us it's been amazing having you in with me i hope to call you and i hope you are answering me again because i really like to also discuss some other parts of your journey some other time thank you very much yeah you just listened to Chris Control on Africa Tech Radio with me, Daniel. And we spoke to Ian Cordry and he told us about his tech journey and how difficult tech can be. He spoke about consistency. Tech is not, as in his words, he said, tech is not MMM. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. So if you're going to go into tech, you have to have this mindset that though it's difficult let your passion hold you through and it's with this that i leave you but before i go do not forget to follow us on all social media platforms africa check radio on instagram facebook twitter x formerly known as twitter tiktok youtube and also make sure you're streaming us on all streaming platforms at africa tech radio thank you i'll see you some other time thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com